gonna do. Oh this. my god, I don't know how to do this. Okay, this is Nicole Laliberte, and you're listening to Radio Eight Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to. To Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. Like picking musical tarot cards, I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Unison Studios with our musical guest, Pete Molinari. Pete Molinari. <laughs> it seems like I'm going to pronounce my name again. Um, good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you here. You've had, you have some very talented and beautiful friends. <laughs> Indeed, I do. And now we're joined by another one. She, she was going to join us by the phone, but she decided to actually make it to the studio because she heard we had beer. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Hunter Elizabeth. Well, thank you for the warm introduction. <laughs> Is that what was that? It was, it was, I hope it was warm. It was warm. It was delightful. Yeah. Warm introductions, cold beer. That's our that's our motto here Amen. at Radio 8 Can't Ball. Can't get much better than that. So, uh, so how do you know this snazzy cat? <laughs> well, Pete how Molinari? long has it been? I haven't seen you in a while, actually. I was brainstorming this as I was um, driving along, getting here. I didn't even know you had moved, so that was a little while I'm ago. I'm still alive. Yeah, you I'm are. here. I'm here in the flesh. No, we haven't seen each other in a bit, but we kind of keep in touch. But uh, yeah. yeah. But it's been a couple years. What was the initial question? How did we meet? How, how, do, you, how do you know each other? Like, would you, do you work together? Like, what do you... What's we your... just met. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I was walking down the street, and he pulled yeah. me in here. And he said something about beer, so I said, sure, why not? Well, I, I hear you're you're an actor. Um, I'm an actress, yeah, and then um, I, I sing as well. And you sing as well. I'm a singer and an actress. And or do you I say live... that you sing as well as you act? Uh, are you asking which one takes priority? No, I would In never ask. Case? I hate I okay, hate when people God. ask that question. I hate that also. You just said <laughs> I sing as well. I was like I was like I'm a good actor, and I but I sing just as well. I act and I sing and I dance. You do you dance? Too. No, oh my gosh. I just wanted <laughs> no. to sound cool for just a moment. No. Yeah. No. Triple threat for a moment. So, uh, so have you play, have you played music with this guy? Um We haven't played live, but we've No, we, but we, we've jammed quite we a few wrote, times. We wrote we started actually there's a song I'm this there's a song that I haven't performed yet and this will be really weird if this ends up being the one that she chooses, but um <gasps> Which one? There's a song that I kind of was just beginning when I was in a writing session with you. Is this, um, um it's in, uh, is it the one that's in your poetry book? No, do you remember? Uh, there was a song I'm just called, yeah, for so, a train. so I, I kind of went, we were, we were working on a song or two, and Hunter's got this soulful thing, and I was looking through songs I'd done, and then I was like, oh, I just wrote this song. I hadn't quite written it, I'd written like maybe a verse or two, and this was before. Before I came and recorded it with Bruce, I guess, and uh, we messed around with that song. I remember that. And then I remember that in that same session that we messed around with that song, you nearly burnt down your place. 
by making wow. me tea. That's oh. right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is she so She lives right. up on like outpost up there and it's a beautiful like on the hill and we were looking out and she was like, do you want some tea? I think it was because she thought it was English <laughs> when we first met. And then I was like, yeah, sure. So we're sitting there talking about the song, you know, like you do when you've written a song. Oh, that's great. Yeah, cool. I like that note. Yeah, cool. I love the and guitar part. And then all part. of a sudden. And then the whole place was filled with smoke. <laughs> Just because she had left them, instead of turning the the knob for the uh, for the kettle, she had the this plastic mat, right? Was yep, that right? That's and right. turned Good that memory. one. So it was kind of nearly there was. So you melted a plastic mat onto I your did. stove. Yeah, I did. And but so anytime you turned on that that uh, burner, it 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 was it the stinks. smell of yeah. um yeah the uh, smell the smell of creation with yeah the smell of creation Pete with Pete Molinari yeah. <laughs> And a hint of Earl Grey. <laughs> yeah. I got the tea yeah. afterwards. That was fun. So you make music together. You burn down houses together. How did you meet? We met actually through a mutual friend or two. Because I, mm-hmm. when I first came over from England uh, on the last record I had out, which was four and a hot bit years ago, I uh, toured with a group called Jamestown Revival and there was a guy called Brad uh, Lindsay who's worked with both of us and Nick was living with you, right? Yep, Nick Bearden, who was the bass player in Jamestown Revival and at the time, Brad was the guitar player. Guitar player. Yeah. Um, Is Nick still the bass player? Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah. I like that band. I do as well. um, Yeah, so I kind of toured with them a bunch, and when I'd settled back in, uh, when I'd settled in LA for a bit, I'd kind of met Hunter through them, and we started to hang out and play music together and this, that, and the other, and write write songs halfway finished. Yeah, we're good at that. (laughs) (laughs) And we're good at listening to your demos in the car. I remember that when we went to Cafe Figaro. Indeed. And we hopped in my little Mustang and we listened to your your like first handful of scratch tracks that I day. I think so. From, yeah. yeah, before I even started work with what? Mitchell, right? Wait yeah. a second, back up for a second. You play people your scratch tracks? I had, a, I had a bunch of, yeah, I had a bunch of, what, they, they, I mean, you, what? What that's did I just say? I didn't say anything. I'm just saying that's, that. that's bold. I mean, yeah. that's like, I, that's just, I'm like. Uh, Playing scratch tracks, it's scary. Would they have been, really would they have been scra- I guess they would have been scratch tracks. I yeah, I mean, God, they sounded beautiful. Really? All the production was in there. All the yeah, when you were, I mm. mean, man, it was gorgeous. I think it was with Lenny, Mitchell, Mitchell and Lenny. Yeah, Mitchell, so I was yeah. kind of like arranging. Oh stuff. yeah, well, scratch tracks with those guys. So, is yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, the good <laughs> stuff with anybody else. They were, they were partly arranged, and then uh, and then after that, yeah. Uh, and then after that, I met Bruce and kind of came. You yeah. came over in one of those sessions too, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we, me and Bruce first started. No, I was together. telling um, Bruce just now when I went into the studio, I'm like, I have been here before, but you yeah. were not here. How yeah. was I here in your studio when you were not here? Was he, was he not here? <laughs> he wasn't here. So it might have been a day when I was doing, I did a couple of, th- only a couple of times with Ryan, his engineer, but mostly 99% of the time, Bruce is always here. I don't know, yeah. you must have just turned up that one day that he wasn't and around. He decided not to be here. Yeah, Or I, but I, or I don't him tell him that I just bring pretty girls to his studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <that's> <laughs> well, speaking of that, as you know, in the town of professionally pretty people, you also are an actor. I am, yeah. yeah. And uh, where would we have seen your, your stuff? Um, well, I've been singing and acting since I was a kid. I moved out here for school, for music school, and I didn't really plan on TV acting when I moved out here. I was like full-fledged music. I went to Musicians Institute, and that was just my plan. 
Um, but then I did The Voice and American Idol, and that was the first time I had been on camera acting because I'd started in musical theater. But does being on The Voice and American Idol count as acting? I mean, you're singing. No, it, I mean, no. I mean, oh my God, some people absolutely act yeah. on that show, but that was yeah. not me. Um, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried to be as honest as I could. Yeah. Um, acting but, is honest? know about that (laughs) i think it's possibly the opposite yeah eh? (laughs) um but yeah so it was really cool and fun and i i really liked um being on camera and being in that environment and one of the producers is like well man if you've been singing and acting since you were little why don't you do it while you're here and i'm like man it really didn't occur to me he's like here why don't you I know XYZ, these folks, um, they can set you up with little, you know, extra you're gonna be roles. A star. And you're going to be a star. <laughs> um, and I did it, and it was, and I just kind of fell into it. Like, I really didn't plan on doing TV at all. And I started getting little co stars and guest stars here and there. I did NBC's Undateable, and I did The Bold and the Beautiful. I did a couple really? soap operas. I never and, knew any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. Um, but then music really started picking up. I've been singing with um, Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real, and I just started singing with um, Willie Nelson, Lucas's dad, earlier this year too. And still I, around, huh? yeah, he is still kicking and still ripping. He's I don't like, know how I he mean, does it. People say about Keith Richards how he's still around, but even Willie Nelson, even on top, but you know, he tops Keith Richards. Hey? He's, he's pre rock and roll and yeah. everything. So rock and roll, and he yeah. still has that guitar that has like the hole in it, yeah, and it's, it's like still working, and it's great. Yeah. Um, beautiful family to hang around and be a part of, and that's been great. And they've been helping me um, finish this EP that I've been working on. Lucas just asked me to start opening up for him on tour in September, um, and I'm like, well, that I'd love to do that, but I don't have my tunes finished. And he's like, well, I think we should work like hell and get them done so you can open for us. So that's the current goal as of late. And yeah, I'm just like writing tunes and taking names. Excellent. Well, why don't we get into the musical divination here? Oh, yes, let's. So what is your question? My question. My question. Well, I sing and I love playing real life instruments. So my question for the Pop Oracle is it's 2019. Will real humans still be playing tunes in the next couple of years, in the next decade or two, or will it all go to computers? Because I love me some live guitar. I love me some live guitar. Well, let me give you some live guitar as you pick a card. Oh, my, my, my. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Song number seven. (laughs) Song number seven. Song number seven, which is... Satisfy me. Satisfy me. Satisfy me. Satisfy me. I read it as satisfy me. (laughs) Satisfy me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The emphasis Uh, really changes the tune. Back against the wall 
Satisfy Me from Pete Molinari. The answer to Hunter's question is real music going to survive, basically. I, yes. I paraphrased it. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's see. Title, Satisfy Me. So, yeah, I have some ideas, but uh, gorgeous song. Gorgeous Thank song. Thank you very much. And, who was, who, and that was you and who, who was here who performing with you? Uh, me and Margaret Pukowski. Ah, Margaret Singing Pukowski. harmony there. Gorgeous, darling. Cool. Gorgeous. Thank you yeah, very much. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank so, uh, so now tell us about the background of that song. I have some questions, some ideas. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a dark song. <laughs> I have some, really... but the but the the dark harmonies in it. The, yeah. I love those dark mm-hmm. harmonies in it. Oh, yeah, I love working on this one. This this one, and um, there's a song called "Just Like Achilles" that the album is being the title. This is going to be the title of the album. Um, I kind of left off. They were they were arrangements I had, and me and Bruce had a bunch of material, and we had this group little label meeting with Kerry and Linda, and you know, in Linda's studio, and you know, we thought we'd had everything sewn up and signed, sealed, and delivered, and Linda was like, oh, you know, I still really, really love that. Satisfy me that track, you know, and and just like Achilles. So we were, I was a bit bummed out that day because I thought, damn, I got to get. I love being in the studio, but again, I was like, I didn't really yeah. want to, 
you know. So um, we got a session together really quickly and we had some, uh, actually Brad was involved in that session. Oh, yeah. The chap that introduced us. Yeah. Um, so he was involved in that session and Ben actually and we recorded that. So that was the last song to go on that we recorded, me and Bruce, to go on the, go on the record. So it's and what's, a, what's the fun. inspiration for it? It's about kind of like being in being a. It's it's definitely uh, the one song I can say about being in a relationship that uh, didn't feel like a good place. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like very, uh, very, just a selfish place that you kind of you know you you even know it at the time and you're still in it. <laughs> you're kind of there and you're like, well, I should get out of this. But. So, in the song, sometimes you know, sometimes you'll write a song and you're. Like you're in a relationship and you'll write a song, but you'll write a song sort of making, taking on the point of view that annoys you about the other person. But this is you saying this was this was a song from your point of view. In a way, it was from the other person's point of view. It was you saying what they were saying to you. I just felt like the other person just was very selfish and wanted to be satisfied about everything. Got and it. Uh, you know, I didn't really have a say in the matter that much. So it was kind of like in one of those. Just, I'm sure we've all been there, right? In some way that you're kind of in something that you just feel like you are attached to something that is kind of, you know, I mean, you can get involved in that whole subject, attachment, but it's uh, yeah. that's a big one. But, uh, it, yeah, you're attached to someone or something and it's uh, an energy that doesn't feel so good and you know you should be kind of out of it. Um, am I speaking? Am I speaking a good language to you right oh, now? Oh yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down, hundred oh, percent. All right, so you've been yeah. there, right? Well, and I think it's not. It's not only just. What did you say? You didn't say attraction, um, or did you say attachment? Attraction? Attachment, excuse me. Yeah. It's so it's attachment, but I also think it's a little bit of, you know, as humans, we subconsciously always choose the easiest thing, the simplest thing. The, sometimes, the, yeah. you know, like, would you rather go out and do X, Y, Z, or would you yeah. sit on the couch? Listen to your favorite the tune road and like of whatever, the path of least you know, resistance. or like, would you rather just stay in a relationship that's comfortable, that's easy, you already understand the rhythm of yeah. it, you know? So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I get it. Okay, kind of, I, this, I, is, this is starting to hit. You written one this like is that? starting to hit home a lot more. I mean, haven't, I mean, come on, haven't we all? Come on, yeah. come on. For myself, going from that, talking about the, the place of songs being spells, as we were talking about earlier. I mean, I guess I can't, even the song, I was about to say, I try not to do that anymore because I try not to create negative spells, but because the only thing that really inspires me to write is when negative shit happens, that's yeah. exactly what I do. When because you're feeling I was, something. Yeah, I was yeah. about to just say, I don't do that anymore, and I'm like, wait a second, I didn't I do that at the beginning of the show? Yeah. Sing an angry song about someone yeah. who's a, where the relationship was painful? It wasn't a romantic relationship, it was a big comedian with no sense of humor who was chasing me down yeah. an alley screaming A comedian screaming with no me. sense of humor? Oh, oh my. Yeah, no. Oh give me, my. Don't get me started. <laughs> that was interesting to Yeah. Me. Yeah, he gets mad if you call him if you if he thought that you might have called him a clown. Okay. I, to me, I think that's hilarious. Like, if a com it's like a, a musician who gets mad if you call him a cat. It's like it's a synonym for what you do, yeah. jester, clown. Har like if I said I made the Harlequin yeah. angry, and you're like, you called me a Harlequin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, I created that spell so that now I have to repeat that thing. It yeah. can be very negative, and. I, I hear what you're saying. There is a darkness in that song. And yeah. when I even read the first, when I read the lyrics, yeah. there was, and I like you, 
right? So Thank I just you want you to say, Thank I you. Want, Thank I, you for that. I, I'm prefacing, like this, I'm prefacing <laughs> this by saying that when I read it and I read that line, I was like, there was a moment where I was like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> <laughs> just satisfy me. Just satisfy me. Ugh, just, yeah. But when I hear it, like I was just yeah. sitting there listening and <sighs> that's the beautiful thing about music. You can take something that is yeah. dark and ugly and you can put it in a place where it is actually the harm. It's like the harmony and the music is like a, a beautiful cage that mm-hmm. protects you from it, but lets you experience it. Oh. Anyway, Sorry, writing a song, rabbit hole. Writing, want, writing a song from someone else is kind of like you know about yeah. the other what the other person is. Saying. You know, it doesn't always have to be so from my perspective too. But yeah, it, I was involved in it. But it's kind of like I think I think it, uh, 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 whoever's listening to it immediately thinks that I'm the person saying satisfy me. Uh, but uh, but you, you know, know, it's but actually darkness is good. I mean, that, from that rock star thing that Linda was talking about, yeah. own it. You know, yeah, Mick Jagger said some. Fucked yeah. up shit. We forgive yeah. him because he was embodied and the music was great and yeah. maybe because we're white. Um, so, <laughs> and male. <laughs> hey. Uh, sorry, yeah. I'm, I can't speak for you. I don't know if you've forgiven Mick Jagger. Um, Mick Jagger's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's all so, right. But that does kind of go, so I'm curious, what do you think about how that song related to your question about the survival of music or real oh, music? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there were a handful of lyrics in there yeah. Um, like, what's the first verse? There's like the second or third line. Can you tell me the first verse? Feels like it's all, feels like it's all right. There's uh, see, there's a chance you want me after all. Yeah, like there's something you know. I, when I was listening to those lyrics, I was thinking about almost like the perspective from a real musician who knows how to play real live physical instruments and can still do, yeah. you know. The, the traditional Still way. Still do the deed. Yeah, and it's like I feel... I don't know, the lyrics that you had, it's just kind of like, hey, I'm still relevant. I'm still here. Like, I want these things, but also, like, I understand like that there's a... Yeah, like, there's, like, a little bit of a conflict going on. <laughs> and there is, <laughs> there you is. know? Uh, yeah, um, I guess. I don't know. I think... Uh, I think um, I think it's a really interesting question, and I am glad you asked it. Even though you said many people have, I, asked that, that it. Does, I don't think I don't think that me- makes it a bad question. I no. think that a, it's a makes it a, a question it's a good that conversation. like a lot of people have asked. Are like, a, are we going to survive global warming? I mean, yeah, I, there you can't ask about climate change too many times on my show. Bring it up. I, you know, if it's these are the things that ask get asked over and over are the things that obviously someone out there is probably who's listening Absolutely. is going to be like, yeah. But do you know? I do you know, know? Do you know? I, I don't. I, I mean, I can't quote him like I knew him because it was a few hundred years ago. But uh, I've read a bunch, and in a in a book about Mozart, apparently he said. I say apparently because you never know. It's always right. 12 parties ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently he said uh, music in sometime in the future will become, become so far down <laughs> on the list of people's import, uh, you know, on the important list, I don't know exactly yeah. how he said it, that um, humans won't even be involved in making it. Oh, good God. Brilliant. Don't yeah. tell me that. So, <laughs> Mozart, come on. Well... I mean, well, this is, I mean, this kind of goes to that midnight in Paris thing. Like there's, a, there is a sense of always uh, what, what was happening before, like there's a sense of everything is going to be decaying in the future yeah. and everything in the past was yeah. great. And whatever we're doing now is clearly shit, but yeah. it's better than whatever it's going to, because these kids today, they don't know what the, you know, Those so crazy kids. I had a, I had a, I had, <laughs> I had one very, very potent 
realization about this song while I was listening to it that might play into the interpreting the it as the answer. So this song encoded into it, like in like in James Joyce or something, is like you've encoded so much of rock and roll history mm-hmm. into this. Yeah. First of all, satisfy me. Yeah. You got satisfaction in there. Yeah. I can yep. see for miles. You got the yeah. who in there. You got God knows. I'm glad you noticed all you, these things because I, <laughs> I sneak them in there in all, in all sorts of songs. So I'm sure you find them everywhere. I mean, and there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of Beatles-y kind of stuff. I mean, it's not exactly, but, you know, it's like, it's almost like you're responding to the Beatles. He's like, tell me why. There yeah. is no reason why. I would, I would <laughs> gladly take every single influence that you, you say just hello, mentioned. You say hello, I say goodbye. Don't yeah. want to say goodbye. Yeah. 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 So, and I guess, it, I think that's, I mean, what it made me think is... Well, my, so my first reaction was when I think about the idea when you when you say was re, when people ask our real music when people say real music and with guitars, I there's a part of me that and I love that music, but I'm also sort of old and white, and I also and I sort of feel like that's kind of a like a, you know I feel like a lot of the exciting music that is that people are into is coming from not the Willie Nelson community, right. And so there is something there's I recognize there's some level of sort of reactionaryness to it, which is sort of like we have we've you know, that's sort of owned dominated everything for so long. And now there's this other thing that is yeah. moving to the fore. And I think it's like I think it's great. I, I like I'll give an example. I moved to Olympia. I'm from Olympia, Washington. When things were going great for me in L.A., I moved back to Olympia right when the Riot Girl thing was going on. There was no place for me in Riot Girl, and being around it just made me a target for all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, and projection. Yeah. But the excitement and the energy artistically around that was like, I would rather get beat up by these people than be liked by the Harvey Weinstein motherfuckers that <laughs> liked me in L.A. They drove me yeah. fucking crazy and made me hate myself. Yep. And I, so I moved to some place where other people hated me <laughs> yeah. for, for reasons that I respected. And I guess there's something about that in this. Is like, no, you I, said excitement. Yeah. And, and I think it's, I think it's yeah. an excitement. It's an energy. It's a vibe. But I still know? like playing my acoustic guitar. And, what, and going yeah. back to this, it's like we can't, it can't be lost because we, every time we stand on the shoulders of these giants and yeah. sneak in our little references, it's like a road, like this song is a roadmap to all of these other things. If you just had this song, of, you might find, you would, and that's where you started. You would yeah. find your way yeah. to the Stones and to the Beatles and to the Beach Boys and well, to I the Who. So. Yeah, and, I mean, I could only hope to be, I mean, I don't, I really, like when people mention anything in a song that has any connection to to or influenced by any of those, you know, from Buddy Ollie to Roy Orbison to any of those people you mention, it's uh, it's um, the biggest compliment, and um, I, I love to I love to put all that in there in some way. I mean, I listen to such a great great deal of things. I listen to a lot of classical music, a lot of jazz, and even me and him and a few other people went you, down the, to. You got to say who you're pointing me, to. Me and uh, Keown over there, who's uh, who's on hanging the show. out in the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hanging out in the studio. We went with a few friends down Disney Concert Hall the other week and watched like. There was like ten different little Beethoven quartets. Oh, and it was, beautiful! It was incredible. You yeah. know, it's like, and then the amazing thing about that is that you think the you think everything's changed and everyone's listening to computers and everyone's listening to hip hop and rap and stuff like Linda was talking about earlier, and that's fine and it's cool. But like, 
this console was still packed in LA listening yeah. to someone's music that he yeah. wrote 250 years ago, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like they're still listening to Mozart. They still will be in 200 years. Yeah. Because of what they did. And that is, I think, I think the, the, the real lesson of Beethoven or Mozart or any of these people, well, first of all, get good at what you do. Yeah, and don't expect Amen. don't yeah. expect to be rewarded for it. Yeah, in your lifetime, but swing big. Whatever you're doing, do it with the intention, with that intention. Act to in your acting in theater. Absolutely, play yeah. to the back of the room. Yeah, like, play to the back of the century. Yeah, <laughs> right? and there was another yeah. thing. There's another thing in that uh, I mention it again because I, you know, I just saw it recently. In Jacob's film uh, that he he made, you know, Echo in the Canyon. Canyon yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful film. If you haven't seen it, you should get out and see it. And um, there was a part in it where he was talking to Tom Petty and all of these, you know, great artists and um, Roger McGuinn and um, Stephen Stills. And he was in. He was talking to the chap uh, David Crosby, right? Who was in the Birds and in the yeah. um, uh, in Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young afterwards. So he was interviewing him, talking to him, and there was one real important moment in the middle of the song where he said, he asked him, like, uh, you know, did you know that this thing was happening, you know, when the Beatles were around and the Stones, and did you, you know, did you, could you... F-? And it, he, he answered it, he said, well, yeah, every song we wrote, we felt like we were going to change the world with it. And, and, and you could see, Jacob, like, you probably wouldn't get that kind of answer from someone today, you know? Sure. So it was it was, uh, it was quite a moment that, it, you know, that kind of summed up maybe how people thought in the 60s. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I just think, I didn't, didn't you feel that way when you, like when I was 20, 21, I first came out to Hollywood and I was playing in a band and other bands, I mean, I guess if you're in, in L.A., that is kind of true all the time. If you're young and in L.A., you're playing with all the best talented people, some of the most talented, ambitious people of your generation. Yeah. And so, but like that, I feel like that's just the feeling of being, yeah, of being young and in a hub of creative people. And mostly those people don't go on to be the Beatles and yeah. the Birds. They just go, you know, even in the group that I was running around, they became, well, they became Jacob Dylan. Yeah. He was like part of he was part of that yeah, scene yeah. and like the, Indeed, the yeah. coffee house and songwriter yeah. scene of the early nineties in LA. Mm-hmm. And some people come out of that. But I think I just think that, that that feeling, and I think that's part of what's so exciting, that everyone has access to that summer of love, British invade. Like we want to think that that happened then. Yeah. But that's happening now for someone who's 19 yeah. on something. In a stair, whatever their scene is, yeah, yeah, and it might be getting in with this acoustic music scene, or it might be fa- be falling in with a different yeah. with a different music scene. But you're around a bunch of other creative people that were all good at it, yeah, and you're like, "This is it." I don't think Absolutely. I don't yeah. think yeah. it's I think s- s- things that have got that much substance, like the Beatles or the Stones or any of that rock and roll stuff, or Dylan or. You know, or as for that matter, Miles Davis and jazz yeah. and Billie Holiday. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they're still around now and we're listening to them, and still intrigued by it and still moved by it, I can't see how it's going to go away. And I can't see right. how people wanting to play the guitar or the piano is going to go away either. So um, I guess, like Linda said, in such a fashion, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't get computers. You know, I'm not that kind of way. Yeah. I'm, I'm always going to go to a guitar or a piano. But yeah. um, you know, people make music in the way they 
do it and yeah. I, I'm not against it. I guess I just don't understand it. I just understand the way, I guess, that Paul Simon or the yeah. other, those guys did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. No, I'm, I'm right with you. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, I don't know, part of the... Yeah problem or solution I, I'm, even, I'm even i guess i'm even old school in the fact that like many musician friends of mine now in nashville or in new york or in london obviously from that matter or here of all kind of they're kind of songwriter artist producers you know yeah. they've got studios and they they're kind of behind the desk but i just don't i don't know i just saw myself as a being of writing songs singing them and and Going to a studio, I don't even care about. I don't want a studio. I want to go to a studio with a producer that knows what they're doing. Have you know, everybody that's in why, the room. That's why too. we're in this room now because right. of yeah. Bruce and what we did yeah. here. So it's like, I just I love that. Let me be. Let me let me be. What I I don't want to spread myself thin in that way. Yeah. Let me let me do what I do really well yeah. and let the producer do what they do. You know. When I but, I want to speak my piece about electronic music because I, it's not that I dislike it. Yeah, because I appreciate it. I think it is very cool, and I think it's so exciting and brand new. I don't know a lot about it either. I'm working on it. Yeah, I ask the question because I am nervous that if it continues and gets very, very big, and more people are going to do computerized yeah. things and what have you, that the kids who are being born today and going into school right now, they're not going to... Like, I grew up on the Beach Boys. I grew up on Frank Sinatra. I grew up on Stevie Wonder. You know, like, all... Carol King, you know, we were talking about stills. And, you know, I mean... I'm nervous that the the kids who are are coming up now won't get to be raised on that, you know? And um, that was huge for me. It's changing, for sure. I I still feel like kids that came up on computers 10 years ago are still discovering the Beatles and thinking they're cool, still discovering Bob Dylan or Bob Marley or whatever. Fingers crossed <laughs> that the discovery is still being made yeah, no, and I hope like, it continues. Yeah. You know? Maybe less guitars are being sold. Who knows? But Yeah. I, I don't... I, I, you know, there's always... Again, if you're in a room full of, uh, if there's a thousand people who can fill a room or 500 people who can fill a room or 50 people who can fill a room, you feel like everyone, like as long as there's agreement in a group, in a large group, you know, who knows if there's, you know, I don't even know how anyone makes money off music anyway with all the streaming stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, but I, I, we have to keep this, we have to keep this rolling is there. So we should be looking for a new record. You're coming out with an EP. You're working on an EP. EP. You're going to be touring with Lucas Nelson. Yep, starting in September. Starting mm-hmm. in September, mm-hmm. and you're going to be touring the East Coast. Where are you? Where are you We're starting in New York, and yep. everything is up in the air from there. Cool. So we'll just be. So I'm going to. We'll but see. you have a website that I can yes, put I in do. the links here. HunterElizabeth.com. So people check it out. Oh, I'm going to put it in so people <laughs> so can just click on it, <laughs> and people can find you, Hunter Elizabeth. They can hear your music. They can track down your acting. All the above, all and of more. the above, the dancing, and more. indeed. <laughs> yes, just uh, don't, just don't, don't ask her to make you tea. Yeah. No, I mean, unless you want a new house. Okay. <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your 
your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. Inspiration.